You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode fifty-three. It's uh, I feel like we're all in in a good mental state today. Nobody looks too tired. Everybody, no. everybody feels good. Yeah, we're well, recorded at two in the morning. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a kind of a rainy day here, probably yeah. where you guys are too. But yeah, uh, just a little overcast, not great out, but it's you know. Yeah. So. New England weather. Paul, have you uh? Has your mom said anything about the smell of Bondo that must just radiate off you now every time you I get home? I haven't used it. <laughs> you haven't been yet. home. No, but, but just she, from grinding yeah. it, I just see how much you've been grinding off. Oh, I was chipping I was chipping a ton of it off with a screwdriver. Oh, got um, it. Because I found on that uh, front right fender, I found someone tried to hide, you know, some... some Hide their damage, crimes. Hide their crimes. Um, and they put like half an inch of Bondo on it. So I'm like, okay, this thing's <laughs> got to go. And there's like a really weird fold in the metal. Like it doesn't Soft. even make sense. It's like folded over like like almost the way you'd fold a piece of paper over. Like it's creased really hard. It's not just crinkled. Hmm. It's, it's weird. Like I don't hand, know how maybe? they did that. Yeah, it's like it overlaps itself they make right scene? in the middle. Do they seem like no two pieces what together or something? Like, no. I, I, is it I real know. old, the repair? Because you know like how back be. in the day, like, you know, people were so cheap, like, to use every little morsel of material, yeah. you know what I mean? I wonder if somebody, like, scabbed, like, a piece of steel onto another piece, you know? It could have been something like that. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely that fender shot, which is no big deal because you, mm. you could find a bunch of them. But I am having a little bit of trouble because it's an F three and not an f1 or like f100 um i can't find the bed replacement bed side panels they're different not only are they longer but they're taller and the bed opening is wider so that's a challenge Hmm. and also the fenders i read i found a website giving you all this all different information on um like body panels comparing the different size trucks and the cabs are the same but the fenders are almost the same, but the openings are a little bit bigger on on the F threes. I think for the bigger tires, so I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to do a little, little probably a lot of metal working. Actually, a lot more than I thought. Um, if I can't find replacements for everything, hmm. gotta uh, send so Matt I, up there. I know. I need to talk to him because the 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 sides of the beds. Most of it I know I could make, but the problem is I need like a bead roller because there's like a uh, the panels like set in on the on the sides like it's hard it's mm-hmm. hard to explain but if you saw a picture you'd see there's there's certain things that I have no clue how to do yet. Would you um, try to make them? I mean, I would try. Got their tools and stuff. I need a press yeah. break um, yeah. to make that flared top of the bed, and then also the, um, the like running boards. Those got to get remade, and I got to see if I could find those for the long bed, which I'm sure I won't be able to if I can't find the actual long bed itself. So I, I got a little bit of work cut out for me, but I took the entire bed off. I took the running boards off. 
Um, the engine fired up, I think I said that last time, and then we're waiting because we got the, they ordered the wrong gaskets for the carburetor. And so we're going to do that Monday. The right ones are coming in on Monday. So we'll get it fired up. And Louis thinks we could drive it down the road potentially, even though it's nice. got no brakes. So what? Um, e-brake. Just, that's does it have an e-brake? Yeah. It just drives slow. I, I tell <laughs> yeah. you, stop watching Mama Ock and uh, stop watching, like, uh, Ron Covell or whatever and start making your own panels. And I'm watching, it. yeah, I'm, I'm starting to watch set. a bunch of a bunch of car stuff i follow um on instagram elite auto body do you follow uh-huh. them? jimmy always would be like watching this stuff and they always get like cool little repairs they do and stuff and it's funny i'm always like oh that'd be fun to try you know like you know it's yeah. like one of those things that looks like it's fun to you have to do it and you'd be like i don't want to be bothered with that you know yeah. what i think it is i think and i i watched matt go through this the first side is fun the second side oh, is not yeah. fun because the yeah. second side you have to make the and he showed me before and and Paul you'll like kind of learn this as you're doing your research but like you make this the 3D template with the tape have you seen that yet Yeah I think so, so. like you you like if you have like a body panel or like a gas can a gas tank you cover it in blue tape then you cover it in that that stranded packing tape mm-hmm. oh, and then okay. you cover it in blue tape again and then when you peel it off it'll create a shell that is uh, an exact replica of the panel so then you take that and then you hold it over your next side as you're making it to make them uh the same shape so that's like how because how else would you make a i mean yeah, think about you, that you shape. Hold it do you like flip it inside out so it goes from the left to the right hand side uh, yeah exactly yeah. and and that stranded tape is like since it has such structure because so it's got strong. the fibers in it yeah. you can like you can manipulate it. and i've seen matt like throw them around his shop for weeks when he's like making gas yeah, cans it's, it's gas unbelievable how, i made one one time it's unbelievable how strong they are jimmy's yeah. done that before when yeah. you've been up there he makes like little patents with them and stuff like that huh. and it's uh it's a cool little process, you know. Yeah, but I think like the first side. I mean, remember when we were at Spring Make and we like made like the bowls? Like, yeah, yeah. you make half a bowl. It's like, oh, that was those. so fun. And yeah. then you have to do the other side; it has to match perfect. Dude, but on I still at least have on those. the that's awesome. At I least on the truck, though, we'll Paul. Finish them. We're gonna finish yeah. them one day. Well, I have an air hammer, and and Paul's gonna have all the body ha- to get body stuff too. But um, the, the at least on the truck the parts will be so far away from each other that no one will ever be able to see both sides at the nah, same time. Yeah. Like I, when I used to like, I'd hang art for my mom and we'd have like hang a picture on one side of the room and then hang a picture on the other side of the room. And if they were off by a little bit, I'd be like, you literally can't see both mm. at the same time. So who mm. gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh, Tyler's post with his engine? I saw him yeah. doing that. He's I nuts. love it. I love it. I love. Oh my dude, god! I, I think like, he's missing an opportunity. He said he doesn't want to share video, any of that. I, dude, yeah. I, I sent him a message. Why? I said you're yeah. crazy. Yeah. I says I think you're crazy not doing it, and I think maybe he doesn't have to go so in depth like mm-hmm. he does in projects. But I think if you're doing that work anyways, you might as well just film it. And he's so good at you know like mm-hmm. you know telling the story and these little things he does. It's like it's kind of like a no-brainer. It's like yeah. even if you get half the views, it's still something, you know. But mm-hmm. maybe he'll change his mind. But I sent him a message this morning. I said, I think you're nuts. Yeah. You know, and it's just um, it's such a cool project. But, man, it's funny. Like, he must live, like, in a kind of like an association type thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, those people must. I'm, like, thinking, forget the engine removal. Like, everything else you're doing, dude. Did, did they you see the cat it. litter out on the uh, yeah. driveway? Yeah, dude, yeah. I saw yeah. that. Like, oh, yeah. my God. I'm like, they must. Oh, they must be like, Tyler's up to his shit again. So for First, anybody that doesn't uh, know so so or didn't see Tyler's stories, because he didn't post about it on his main page. So Tyler has an old, what's his, like a like a 60s or a like 50s? a 60s Chevy, right? 60s Chevy. It's like all flat black, and it's got a it's got a, a, an after, you know, like an upgraded, more modern motor in it, but he's doing an LS swap in no, it, so he, he bought a... He said that's the original motor. He you're right. He did odd, say that. Yeah, it's an yes. odd size. Like but a, it was oh, yeah, like rebuilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then anyway, he bought a uh, a Cadillac Escalade with an LS in it, and him and his brother like 
removed this motor from a scrap vehicle so he essentially just cut the whole front of the car off and ripped the thing out and was like drilling holes in the back and then he started then he had a ram set and he was shooting ram set nails yeah, through I the know. doors the neighbors are probably like what is this kid doing building bombs over here right yeah. <laughs> that's so funny well it'd be you know what would be funny is like i and i don't know anything about the neighborhood where tyler lives but i know like his uncle works for boeing and his dad works for boeing oh, so i would imagine I that like that. maybe a bunch of people in that area yeah. all work for boeing so maybe yeah. they all like kind of know him yeah. and they're all like oh there he is again like you yeah. know that's doing a, this thing yeah that's uh, what i'm thinking i'm thinking like they look at it like oh at least he's not you know, doing drugs, shooting up on down That's the street true. or something. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's just in his garage doing stuff. And you know, if they know who he is, I'm sure they follow him, whatever, and realize it's somewhat positive. But that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Like, and he's like the nicest kid on the freaking yeah. planet. Yeah. So yeah. like, how? Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna you, like imagine like some asshole neighbor running up on him, like screaming at him. He'd be like, yeah. "Sir, I'm really sorry." Like, yeah. and he'd be so mm-hmm. polite that it Gosh, would completely God. disarm the person. Yeah. You know. Or they'd be too scared because they'd be afraid he'd shoot a 500-mile-an-hour tennis ball at him. Like, I know. You know, know. don't fuck with that kid. When he first got the car there and he said, this is a donor car, I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to drop this thing from the That's what I thought he was going to do. I thought (laughs) he was going to pick it up and drop it. (laughs) I thought that was his plan. That's so funny. but. Good for him. I'm still Tyler. If you're listening, where's my tennis racket, dude? I bought a tennis racket. I want my tennis racket. He, he uses the same shipping policy. He just takes like, that's a right month to get it out. And then he don't don't even let's not mention my shipping policy. Yeah, I always tell everybody like if I promise you something and you haven't heard from me like in two weeks, like please give me a friendly mm-hmm. reminder because yeah. I forgot completely about you. You know, it's so I funny. I like that. I legitimately get back a third of the sticker packs that I mail out. A third of them come back. And it's always like undeliverable address. And I'm like, so then I have to go back and then I'll message people and go, hey, you know, they're like, oh, where are my stickers? I'm like, right here. And I'll send them a picture of their like beat up envelope. They're like, oh, I wrote the wrong address. Uh, Oh, oh, that's my old address. I'm like, and so you're mad at me? Like, are you kidding? I I had that issue when I was just mailing that sign to uh, Doug Oddfully Rogue. It was like it got sent back because it was like street instead of road and then it was um did it get cracked I, in the mail oh uh, no but dude it's funny i finally got it sent to him and i sent both of them and he paid me twice and i was like uh. dude why'd you do that he goes well he sent me two signs i go one's damaged i'm like i don't want that sign mm-hmm. you know so i refunded on one of the things but i'm like at least it finally made it you know yeah that's a long time coming oh my god you know i never Such got to see ass. he was on assembly required right he was I think he was. I think so, but did it come out? I don't remember ever seeing him talk about it or... I, yeah. I don't know. Because I, I remember the episode of it aired because I said something to him one time about it. He goes, oh, it hadn't aired yet, but... I'm like, is it one of those ones where they do like half a season and like split it or something? Or? Now I'm looking for it. What's his last name? Uh, Boyd, I think. Doug Boyd. Here we go. Yeah. Episode 8. Oh, you know what it was? So History Channel... For some reason, they made like the first five episodes free, and then I think they made the last episode free, and then everything in between you oh, had to like sucks. have a subscription to watch. Those people got so, screwed. Yeah, so episode eight. Let me see. Yeah, episode. Oh, and now they're all. You can't watch any of them now. Oh wow! None of them are free anymore. That's stupid. Now you got to pay for eight different streaming services. They're each ten dollars a month. Right. It's like Doug's was- Doug's challenge was to make a mobile car wash. Oh, oh my god! Dude, did you I, see the um, water feature he just made? No, I I, for so, like I don't a, ever see his stuff. I definitely follow him, funny, and I've yeah. spoken to him a bunch. But yeah, it's funny. Like I was just talking about somebody the other day. I never see their stuff, and uh, it's just weird how that happens. But um, he made this thing. I thought he was making like a big wristwatch band. Like that's hmm. what it looked like. But it was this huge water feature. It was like a waterfall, and the house he put it on. Oh my god! It was like a like a mansion like on the mountains in arizona beautiful unbelievable he did what a the hell video did he make it out of um like sheet metal and then he like bent it like so it was like a curve it was probably like you know mm. two foot wide the panel then he just kept overlap you know opposite so it was like a serpentine and then they were offset a little bit so hmm. yeah yeah oh, it was wow. beautiful is yeah, it stainless it very cool. No, uh, no, it's all powder coated, I believe, and it has like a big box on the top, 
It, that's just like one section of it. There's probably like nine of them, I think, across. And then it goes into like a box, but it was like hung on a huge wall, like up high. And uh, it was just unbelievable. But um, just really, he does a lot of like weird shit. Like he doesn't, you know, he posts a little bit to Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. But he does a lot of like steel doors. Like they're just like decorative. They're not thick steel. It's just sheet metal, like yeah. wood door skin. A lot of rivets. Yeah, a lot of riveting and stuff. A lot of like patinas and stuff. He does a lot of cool stuff, but he does, he ships it everywhere. You know, yeah. it's mm. just unbelievable. Like he 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 sends that. You know, people are going to be paying some serious money for it because I can't imagine it's cheap to, you know, ship a door like that across the country. But oh wow, this is really cool. Yeah, we'll put yeah. a link to uh, Doug's cool. Instagram in the show notes. Yeah, uh, artfully rogue. Yeah, it, it, I always think about what it must be like to work in an environment that isn't the Northeast. Yeah, because I always like everything I leave outside is wet. Like last yeah. night, I have like some lumber. Like yeah. stacked, stickered, and covered. But uh-huh. I went, I planed it last night, and as I'm getting like the rough sawn off, you can just see water like coming out of it. Uh-huh. And it's it's covered. It's been in the sun. Like it, it should be dry, but it's yeah. so freaking humid. I mean, and lately this summer has been horrible. It's been raining like every day. Yeah. Um, but like I can't imagine what it must be like. Like I follow this guy who I've definitely shared with you guys before. His Instagram is another home shop guy. Have you ever seen him? Mm-mm. His name is Jeff. He's a uh, he's like an auction psychopath. He has a he lives in Long Beach, California, in like a really li- like little kind of neighborhood, and he has uh, he has a little forklift in his driveway. And his whole driveway is filled with machines. Like, you guys think I'm bad? Like, this guy's nuts. He has, like, five or six full-size lathes, like, the size of mine. And he's constantly buying stuff at auctions all around the country and having it shipped to him. Because he just, like, can't stop. He sells some of it. He's really more of, like, he's really more of, like, a trade-up kind of guy where he'll, like, like, he had, like, the lathe that I had. He had a Takasawa Mm. lathe like me. Then he got, like, another one, and he upgraded the parts, and he changed the spindle, and he, like, made it perfect. But then he wanted a Wyshawn lathe, which is a little bit better, so he sold the Takisawa, got the Wyshawn. Like, he's constantly upgrading, like, for the next thing. And he's got but the shit out in his driveway? All the shit's outside, because it never rains. He's out in, in his driveway? No, he works inside, but, like, most of the machines sit outside, like, oh I would say God. 350 days out of the year. And then wow. every now and then he'll be like, oh, it's gonna rain, I gotta tarp everything. But it's, like, two days a year he tarps the stuff. You got you got to follow him. He's what is it? He, uh, another home shop guy. His his shop is crazy packed. It's it's crazy. He'll post videos of him walking through it, and he can barely even like walk through his garage. But like, like I'm trying to find a picture of like. So he'll like here's like an in- in instance. He bought like that surface grinder wow. and that carbide grinder, and his stuff just sits out in his driveway. But nothing That's is like. Everything is like, you know, those surface grinders are a thousand, fifteen hundred pounds, you know, like they're it's not easy things to move around. Yeah. Um Did you and see then, you know, him? in his Did shop he's got shaper I um, sent you the picture of on Facebook. Yeah, small, yeah, that was cool. That small one. Yeah. I wish I had I've always one. wanted one of those. I wish I had the space for a little shaper. Just they're just so cool. Yeah. But uh I actually so my new tool was supposed to be I was exp- I was hoping to come to this this episode today with like really really great I know, news. I was all excited, and yeah. it still might happen. I so like so Friday, um, I find this forklift on marketplace. It's a little Toyota four thousand pound capacity pneumatic tire forklift. It's exactly what I want. Exactly what I want. And a mechanic is selling it about an hour east of me, um, and it's got pneumatic tires. It's like the perfect machine for me, and it's on Long Island. So I like I hit the guy up. He says it's available. Um, I call my buddy who just bought a big uh, 20,000 pound capacity trailer and I'm like, yo, can you tow this for me? Like everything is like lining up and Friday I'm on my way out east to go see like those sculptures. And then the guy tells me he's got to leave his shop early. So like, I'm like, shit. So I can't meet him. I'm like, all right, well, how about Sunday morning? So uh, last night I'm messaging him. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, I might not bring the trailer tomorrow because I don't know if my guy's available. Is it still going to be okay? He said, yeah, you know, just come out, take a look. And I said, I'll pay you for it in full. I just, I don't want to lose out on this thing. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So last night I'm messaging him saying, you know, what time today, what's going to work? And he's just not answering me. 
So then this morning he messages me, oh, I'm sorry, I left my phone in my car last night. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. What time can I be there? I'm literally in my car at this point, like, because it's an hour drive. So I just want to go and get mm-hmm. home already. And uh, then he just stops answering me. So I'm like messaging him. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to bother you, but like, I, I want to buy this. And I can see it's one of those uh, Facebook marketplace posts where you can comment on it. So I see mm-hmm. people commenting, asking him if it's available. So, like, I know I was the first person to reach out to him, and I really am just going to be super pissed if I miss out on it for somebody else to buy it. Yeah, um, you're going to be so, on an episode of MTV's Catfish. Dude, I, I might get... Well, the thing is, he gave me the address of the shop. Angela was like, why don't you just go there? I was like, because if it was not Sunday, it's a mechanic shop. I was like, mm-hmm. if it was a weekday, I would just drive there and be like, yo, I'm How here. How far is it from you? It's an hour. Oh. It's an hour today. Tomorrow yeah, on Monday yeah. it'll be no, no, an hour say, and a half. No, no, it was like twenty minutes. I was gonna say. I drove oh, I would have gone. Just like scoop it up, slope, slope around. See what well, time. what was what was funny was that something else popped up on Marketplace today. I had been, or something else kind of came to fruition. I'd been messaging this guy. Um, you guys are familiar with like hardinge lathes, like yeah. very simple, but it's super super precise. Yeah. So this guy's got um, this lathe. This is a, a DV fifty nine. So it's a small lathe, small capacity, but it's a it's an ultra precision lathe. So it has square nice. ways. Yeah. And they're at, at machine shops. They either sell for a lot or they go for very little. I've seen but it go you for know, fifty dollars. And someone fifty dollars like or tail stock off of them. Yeah, or like seven grand. We've seen them yeah. go for six or seven grand. So anyway, this guy's got one listed, and uh, he's asking eight hundred bucks for it, and he says he'll deliver it. So we're messaging whatever, and he had a buyer. So I just I kind of just messaged him just to like see for it whatever. So then anyway we start talking and he goes listen he goes if you pay the eight hundred I'll drop it off to you for free. He goes I'll drop it right in your wow. driveway. He goes I have a hook lift truck truck and a flatbed which is what I've said I wanted you know like that he can put the whole flatbed on the ground. He goes so I'll just put it in. He goes it's already in a container. It's already on a flatbed. He goes I'll just back down your driveway. We'll put it on the ground. We'll roll it right off. Wow. So I'm like eight hundred bucks delivered. So I'm like, eh, sure. I'm like, if it, it works out. <laughs> he got it out of a jewelry shop. Wow. He said he has a friend who owns a jewelry shop and they upgraded to a CNC. It's it's but it's it's they're so nice. They're five C collet. See if there's any gold shavings around. For real. Platinum. So he's got all these buffers and stuff, but what's funny is he's only about ten minutes away from the forklift guy. Oh. So if I can go and look at the forklift, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go look at that and maybe just maybe I just need both. But you know what it is? It's so rare to find somebody that will deliver deliver a machine and not want another 800 yeah. bucks. You know? So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if either of them are going to work out, but it would be cool to get one of those. I would, You know that little grizzly lathe I have? Yeah. That, like, no. shitty little Chinese lathe? Yeah. Like, that thing's basically good for nothing, and it takes up almost the same amount of space as this machine. So, so we'll see. Nice what kind of shit do you do with this lathe? Well, this is more for like bar stock. So like you could put a you could put up to I think five C you can go up to one inch. But you could put a three draw chuck on it too. Mm. But the idea is it's just it's it's very similar to a regular lathe. It just has less travel and it's much more rigid. And the other thing is this machine would have come out in the fifties when like high speed machining wasn't really a thing yet. Yeah. This machine will go up to 3,600 RPM, which is oh, okay. twice as fast as my machine, which if you're doing, like, hardened materials... Yeah, and small little and, stuff, yeah. Exactly. So, like, this would be the kind of machine you'd make, like, you know, eighth-inch hardware on. Oh, I, I And gotcha. you'd make, like, 100,000 of them or whatever. And or it you, has, like, a lead screw where, like, you could cut threads on it and shit? Um, I, I believe... I don't think this has... It doesn't have a lead screw like that, but it has a threading lever... That will oh. advance the carriage. So it's 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 different than it doesn't have as many levers as a regular machine does. It's it's a lot more like kind of purpose built. Yeah. But what's nice about it is it's got a five C collet built into the headstock. So like uh, okay. when you're turning down like rods, it's so much better to grab in a collet than it is yeah. in a in a chuck, you know? Um, so I don't know. This is the kind of thing where if this one works out and this guy literally drops it off in my driveway, yeah. it's like too easy. That's you know? it, yeah. Because to go and pick this thing up would be a f- absolute nightmare for me. Not- you know, unless I had my forklift. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So but- what comes first, the forklift or the lathe? <laughs> yeah. Not, not to change the, the subject. Riddle. 
But mm-hmm. I was watching your buddy Andrew Camarada. Oh yeah. Was in. Dude, did you see his video where he changes the hitch on that army truck thing? No. Is that new the, or was it a little it's, older? It's, I think it's new. I think it's oh, okay. just like recent. That kid is a friggin' animal. Yeah. Like he like he tries to he puts a trailer on the army truck and he makes a turn and it binds up because oh, the, no. the pinto hook is like recessed into the bumper. So he, like, gets out the welding torch. Like, he gets out the torch. He's, like, friggin' cutting it. He's welding it. He Like, while he's on the road? He's, like, no, pinched? No, no, he goes oh. back, to, back, <laughs> back to his shop. He pulls, like, the back bumper, the recess pot, out, like, six inches. So it's, like, flush now. And then he goes to bring a container up to his ski, his, his uh, house where he has a snowmobile or whatever. He gets stuck up there, so he brings the bulldozer to, like, get it. <laughs> Dude, that dude is a worker. Like, I'm just like watching the guy. I was like exhausted watching him. I'm like, he's nuts. He's nuts. It's like, wow, I'm looking yeah. at this now. Yeah, yeah, it's even just like the. Oh my dude, god, I'm watching him spin so his many, tires in the yeah, mud. He does so oh many scary god, things and it's sliding down the mountainside and stuff. Oh my god, it's just like he is nuts, and it's just funny because you know it was like a 25 minute video or whatever, and I watch like every minute of it, but it's like. It's just funny, you know. It's just dude. The guy this is, is insane. Nuts. There's a yeah. clip of him cutting a chain with a hacksaw while it's under oh, tension. Yeah. This yeah. is the military yeah. cargo truck video. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Go like yeah. 42 minutes into this video. Okay. The thing is sliding down a muddy hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Did, did you see oh, yeah. the video where the crane lost the brakes and it went flying down that hill and, and down a cliff? And and tipped and he over. It out. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! This see, I, I really wish I could make it work for this guy to knock down my house, but it'd just be way too difficult with like yeah. the containers. Oh like it just, god. I would just love to see this guy. Yeah, like, like I think he would just like just get it done. Right this guy's it. out of yeah. his mind. Yeah. yeah, if that house had a basement that he could just push everything into, I think mm-hmm. I would just be like, dude, go for it. Wow, this video yeah. is crazy. Now he's pushing the back of the army truck with the blade of the bulldozer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like they pull it. It just it gets wow. caught up on a tree. He just sees. Oh just my funny. god! This it's is like chaos. This is funny. This yeah. is wild. Oh yeah, it's like all mud. It's just everything. He yeah, drives over his dog at one point. It's just. Like, <laughs> just That's what I always stuff. think about Whistling Diesel. I'm like, when does Whistling Diesel's oh, poor dude, dog get like killed see, by shrapnel? I, I, yeah, but or runs into a plane propeller or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but did you see his latest video? Which one? He's in. He found a cave on his property. Yes, yes, yes. Crawling through this cave through a space. It's like six inches. He's digging dirt out. It makes what um what you call it's doing uh uh uh, Colin first. It makes what he's doing look like you know nothing. Yeah, child's play is so crazy. Going deep into this cave. Who's the guy? It's on Discovery Channel. He like goes and finds like all these like buried treasures and all this stuff. I can't think I of know. his name. It's like a famous show. He travels the world and stuff. But I just happened to catch an episode on a couple weeks ago when I was first laid up. I was like browsing and watching TV, and he went. They found this cave in um, in Israel, and he had to be lowered down the shaft. It was literally he his body just fit in it. It was like fifty feet deep, and you went forward, you couldn't turn around in it, and they found a space where they could turn around. Dude, I had so much anxiety watching this thing. Like, yeah. it was like, I, I just couldn't even watch it. I was like, I was just so claustrophobic watching it. But uh, Whistling Diesel, he put out his video. Did you see it where uh, he kind of like had, he talked through it? I didn't watch the whole thing. It was like 45 minutes long where he explained like about his channel and all that stuff. And, and like, the guy wow. he like fired. He talks yeah, about yeah, like yeah. the guy that like st- like he had a f- he had a kid oh. working for him and then he fired him and the guy talked yeah. a lot of shit about how like, like you know he was like a bad guy to work for. Yeah, and I'm like I can't believe he had to make a video this long, but I'm saying to myself like I can't believe he needs to explain like what his channel's about. Like do people really think like he just buys cars and destroys them? I mean, I know that's what he does. But that's like saying, like, Mr. Beast is, like, the most generous guy you'd ever meet. Like, mm-hmm. it's all for views. Like, yeah. you know, it, 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 like they, they're just not that. And he's, like, trying to explain. He's, like, I'm not this like, way in my personal life. He's, like, I'm just doing this to, to you know, 
reviews and stuff, and it's like it's a TV show. Exactly, that's it. I'm it's like, a TV yeah. show that he produces himself with an iPhone. Yeah, it's like everybody's like taking this so personal. This kid yeah. show, it's like he's smashing these kinds up because people watch it. Like that's all it's yeah. about. Like he's like, I'm and sure Top Gear a, did some of the same a shit. Of nice cars. You know, yeah, like he, you he know how many things Mythbusters destroyed? How many cars and vehicles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah why yeah, doesn't? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's so right? funny though. It's just uh, it's just crazy. Like people get so worked up about it. They like I can't believe you destroyed that old truck. And it's like yeah, because you yeah. watched it, you idiot. Like they you know, get attached to things that aren't theirs. Like yeah. why? But if nobody was watching it, he wouldn't be destroying them. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it, it's just, it's, it's crazy. But I whatever. think he's the best. I think he's, like, so it's funny. so funny. Yeah, he's and how about the little the kid Hawaii flying thing. the airplane? Dude, it, I love that. The little that. kid, and it started to take off. He legit shit his pants. <laughs> he's running, chasing the plane like he's, like, can you imagine the kid takes off and he's in the plane flying it? Oh, God. Have you guys been following his whole Hawaii thing? No. So, no. like... He has that truck, right? You got to watch the videos about the Monster Max, the big truck that he's having built. So, like, he has that big, like, super diesel truck with the big wheels. Uh So he's having it rebuilt right now, and it's got a, um, like, this transfer case that transfers the power. It's a, what's it called? Like a lift block, I think. So it's like it's the the drive shaft up up inside the chassis and then the drive shaft down where the wheels are because the lift is so significant. You have to have six foot lift. So, like, yeah. he's, he's spending, like, a half a million dollars getting this truck that's yeah, built crazy. up to the point where it's literally going to be, like... it's not going to work. Like, yeah, it's, like well, it's got two diesel motors that have to run in sequence and three and yeah. two transmissions and all this shit. Yeah. Anyway, he's talking about how he wants to bring it to Hawaii and, like, drive it over lava. And, he, and I'm sure he's, like, halfway kidding. First, he said he, he wanted might. to put big tires on it and he wanted to float it to Hawaii, which clearly <laughs> he's joking because that would never... You could never yeah. do it. You know, like, it would just, like, the Coast Guard would stop you. But now he's got all these Hawaiian people threatening his life because they're like, the lava is sacred. Like, don't you dare bring that truck yeah. here and disgrace, like, yeah. whole, like you know, the fucking Hawaiian mountain gods. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're threatening yeah, I think him. Hawaii like, is sacred for some reason. They're threatening why. the shit out of him on <laughs> social media. And all he does is takes their thing and, and reposts it with their name in it. And then, you know, like... Like, he could give a shit. And you know what's going to happen? If he does go to Hawaii, he's obviously not going to tell anybody he's going. He's going to go. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to film it and come back, and he's going to get his money. And everyone's going to be like, if you ever come back here, yada, 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 yada. But it's like, just just let the guy do what he wants. Paul, I wish you were older because you'd realize that the show The Brady Bunch, when they went to Hawaii, they found like a little tiki thing. And it brought all kinds of misfortune to Oh, them. yeah. Oh, I've yeah. Seen that. You're not supposed to classic. take anything back, right, from yeah, Hawaii? No, no. Yeah, that's a classic. Only yeah. meth. You're only yeah. supposed to take meth and drugs back. Yeah, is that the when, drugs, right? When, when my friend oh, Panza, really? the BMX kid, went with his friends, uh-huh. he was like, they went during COVID, and they went. To, they only went to Honolulu. And I was like, yo, how was it? He was like, uh, he was like it was like riding around Philly. He's like, it's a nicer <laughs> Philly. Because there's like drunks it's, and drug it's Philly addicts, with like, palm trees. That's what it was. He's like, he's like everybody, like you know, anybody on the street that isn't like part of a family is like yeah. tweaked out. Oh, wow. He's like, it's the weirdest thing. He's like, you never would expect it. Everybody's tweaked out, and they're all asking you for money, you know, because like the 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 tourists come in and they're like, oh, like I, you know, let me like help this guy out. They like guys making so a living expensive. just borrowing money. Yeah, we're going in. Uh, we're going in October. That's oh, where we're you? going for our honeymoon. Oh, nice. I have no desire. I'd like to go. I'd like to go to like yeah, Hawaii. I, like that's where island. we're going. We're going. To, we're nice... not going to Honolulu. We're yeah. we're just flying to Honolulu, and then we're going straight to Kauai, and then we're going to Maui. That's yeah. So just seems like um, too much work. It's <laughs> a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But just, I'll go to Bermuda. <laughs> just, you know. But I don't think uh, I don't think it's the kind of thing that I'll you know. Like, so, we have friends that, like, go to Hawaii. Like, that's where they vacation. But I've never been there. It's the only state I've never been to. And I feel like it's the kind of thing where we're going to go. We'll get our kind of, like, get experience in. And then we're not coming back. Christina used to go a lot as a kid with her mother. But I used to go for different reasons back in the 70s. But it's, um, you know, I've never been. And I just, it's, like I said, too much work. 
It's a yeah, lot. You gotta fly to California, then you gotta fly there. You gotta We're do flying you direct, stay in California but even that. for a couple days. Check out LA. Oh, you can fly direct. I didn't even know you could fly direct. From Newark, you can fly flight. direct. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like ten hours, eleven oh, hours. God. That's, That's too like, much. When Christina flew to Africa. It was like seventeen hours. Oh, you can have that. Like, when did she go to Africa? She, she went on a safari with her mother. She was there for like two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks, but. I'll never forget, she left to come home at 7 o'clock on Monday morning, and her flight landed. She flew, like, to Germany or something. Uh, No, Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Because it was like it had one layover, Mm. but just two long-ass flights. Yeah, my friends used to go to uh, my, uh, there's a big BMX contest in Estonia Mm -hmm. uh, every year. And Uh, my friends would go, and, like, they would be getting, like, yeah, the cheapest way to get there because like their sponsors would be paying for their uh, flights and some sometimes like and what my friends would do like they would screenshot their phone like at the beginning and they'd start a stopwatch and then they'd screenshot it again when they landed it'd be like 33 hours uh, yeah. 40 hours and they'd be yeah. you know they fly from Cal- california to denver to canada to england yeah. to yeah. denmark yeah. to estonia yeah. and it's like and then you're there for three days and then you come home I'm that's like, oh. insane Forget the only that. way i would do it is like the way Casey Neistat did it, like when he was in that suite, like that's the only way we. Well, at that point, you got you just get a private jet, twenty thousand yeah. dollar ticket in that thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going private. Yeah, because... yeah, I don't know how to fly. I just was watching uh, Logan Paul's um, uh, podcast, and they were talking about going to Europe, and they were saying how they wanted to fly private because they just didn't want to deal with flying. Uh, flying with regular people and i think they said it was like a half a million dollars just to get there private because you have to charter the plane you have to charter such a large plane to fly that far yeah because the fuel the fuel uh capacity is only so big you know you see all the fights at the airports they've been having dude they duct taped the kid from connecticut to his chair because he was yeah i saw that roping i think he deserved it yeah he definitely deserved it but like here's the thing everybody's laughing at him here's the thing like it i i find it hard as much as he deserved it when i'm glad they did it to him like i'm the i like i like that type of shit but like (laughs) i like that type of shit there's no way you're the flight are they supposed to duct tape their mouth shut like i feel like people could sue for like you could have like killed the guy or like for medical reasons or he could yeah. he's gonna claim he couldn't he breathe or, or something that, yeah well yeah, yeah i guess well like especially that, during maybe. covid right like oh he true. spit that's it that's i was wondering true. the same thing when they duct taped well, put a mask put a mask over i guess yeah i like that they, did they didn't it. like lock him in the bathroom yeah, yeah. why don't they just like lock they, you know what they should have they need like a plain jail like no, well, we can, no, that, yeah. no, well, there shouldn't be because yeah. we shouldn't get to the point where we yeah, need we that. Need, yeah, we yeah. Well, look at this guy needs to get thrown in the plane jail, but, but he'll never fly again. This guy, he'll oh, be yeah, taking the bus no for the rest of his list, life. Right? That's it. Well, that's what I was watching a thing. They were saying like, what happened to all the U.S. marshals? And they're like, after nine eleven, like they were like on almost every plane. They say they're on less than fifty percent of all flights. They should be on. There should be two guys on every flight. Why not two women? What, what, what two, officers. two officers. Two officers. Officer is non, yeah, yeah, non, uh, non, whatever. Zip. I don't know. Whatever yeah. they yeah. want to call it. Yeah, zips. Oh. Three zips on every plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what have you guys been working on, <laughs> Derek? What have you been working on? I um, I had. A you got a new thing. Yeah. Well, I had a cabinet that um had been sitting down here that needed to be painted, and I finally dug out my sprayer, and sprayed it. And I've had the sprayer for a while. I've used um you know, like clear finishes on it, but I've never used paint. And it was a little bit of work to get it dialed in. I was on the phone with um, Keith Johnson a ton because I knew he had one and he sprays a lot. And I, you know, just had a, it was just a matter of getting the paint real, real thin and just messing with the sprayer. But uh, once I got it dialed in, I tell you, I just loved it. And it's like, now I just want to spray everything, you know, hmm. but it just, um, it was such a nice, you know, it was, it was water-based paint and it was latex and, it was real, real thick, but I tell you, it just laid it down so flat. And, you know, going forward, I don't know if I would do signs like that, but I just may because it's like, you know, once you had it dialed in, it was like two seconds to spray it, you know. And um, I was watching a lot of people on YouTube. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. YouTube, and there was like this kid, he has like, 10 different maybe not 10 maybe like six seven different guns that he just keeps painting all the time because you can keep them you know for weeks you can keep the paint in them Mm. and um you know instead of just cleaning guns all the time and just spray them but then you know there's people they use bags with paint and you know all that shit but uh it was uh it was just nice you know so um i'm gonna talk to earl x because the one thing i didn't like about the sprayer it always has air coming out of the tip so, like, if I moved around, like, you'd get some dust kicked up and stuff like that. But Can you but put, like, a shutoff valve or something in line? Um, now, that's, really. that runs off your compressor or it has an air unit? No, 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 it just has an air unit. And that's, um, you know, it's got a nice gun, but the, 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 the turbine or whatever that, comp- that, you know, creates the air, it's just, uh, you know, it's just kind of a little bit on the cheaper side. But the gun's mm. real nice. But I, I tell you, the results I got were amazing. I was just like... You know, like I was telling Paul before you came on, it looks like it's, you know, like store-bought finish. Like, it's just beautiful finish. So, maybe I'm happy about that. What was the paint? the gun. It's, no, it's a good gun. It's, well, it's the, the thing that um, that produces the spray. Because like the, my you know. gun for the pressure pot, when you pull the trigger yep. a little bit, the air starts yeah, coming out. And then when air, you pull it yeah. fully, the paint yeah, starts coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's how, yeah. So maybe they have something like week. that. Yeah, I'm going to talk to them this week. I mean, they had sent me this after I went to WorkbenchCon, so I've had it for a while. But um, but I was um, you do using Benjamin Moore paint, so it was super, super thick. And I thinned it out like almost twice as much as they had recommended, and it was still having a hard time spraying it. But then um, I said, like, screw it. I'm going to thin it out a little bit more. And it, you know, it sprayed fine and, you know, laid down fine and it's dried fine and it wasn't watery or anything. So I think it's just that paint is just so damn thick, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's what I did. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've had, like, so many projects where I've wanted to wanted to spray and I just, every time I'm, like, about to do it and then I'm like, that ah, fuck it, I'll just do it with a that, It's like that's, that's how I've been. And what I did, honestly, I have... Um, like real thin plastic paint is plastic so it's like like 500 feet by 12 like one of those big rolls Mm. so i just pulled off a bunch of that i put it on top of my uh, cnc i cut a hole in it i put the fan in it with a filter on it and just you know tacked it up around it with clamps it worked beautiful i mean i had a fan exhausting outside but like it didn't smell down here the paint didn't Mm. get everywhere It, it you know it's it, it worked out great. So I, I'm definitely going to spray again down here. And definitely, you know, I think if it was oil-based, it would be a little bit different, you know, with the vapors and stuff. But mm-hmm. for water-based, you know, it, it wasn't bad. But it um, it wasn't really a big mess or anything. And it wasn't, you know, the time it took to set it up, it was like the time to, to spray it. It was just so worth it. The results are just so much better. Just so yeah. much better that... It just, there's no question in my mind, like, it's definitely what I'm going to do, you know. I've been thinking about getting the, uh, have you seen the uh, Graco cordless uh, sprayer, the one that uses the DeWalt battery? It's like, it looks like a regular Graco sprayer, and it has a little, it has a little cup, and it's got like a plastic bag, so you pour the paint in, and then you squeeze the bag, and it like forces the air out. It's like a self-priming sprayer but one of the guys that comes by my shop all the time george he does like kind of handyman and carpentry work he bought it um because he got a job like somebody asked him to like repaint their cast their uh wrought iron patio furniture hmm. and he was like I, you know i i guess so he you know set up the same thing plastic he bought the sprayer it's like i think it's like 500 bucks but it's just nice because it's like for that kind of work you know you just fill it and you go and do it he said it's great for painting lattice Cause you know, like if you have to paint lattice, yeah. like at somebody's house, you know, you're not, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I feel like it's like you said, Derek, once you kind of start, you're probably like, Oh yeah, I'll do this all the time. But until you get to that point, it's, uh, it's hard to like get yourself going 
and yeah. get started to start using the, that kind of sprayer. Yeah, I think, you know, for the right projects, like, um, you know, I also mentioned to Paul, my mother-in-law, uh, she had a table she wanted painted just out of the blue she had asked. And I'm like, you know, I'll take it. I'll spray it for you because I want to try to spray a piece of furniture, too, mm. with paint. And um, But I just think, like, to, to roll that, you'll never get it to look the way this looks, you know. And I think so. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, you know something like that, you know, if you, you know, it's... Um, it's definitely worth it but yeah for everything it's like you know yeah it's just <laughs> i'm sure i'll be like you know i'm not gonna do it you know everything's gonna have overspray on it well yeah, i see like yeah. um two moose design like they spray all their finish on all their trays yeah. and stuff like they don't yeah. they don't think they hand finish anything and everything looks you know flawless it looks amazing well it's funny you said that so i was cleaning up and i didn't realize there was something laid on the table behind it this and luckily, uh, I got my uh, little scrubby hand pad things, and I scrubbed it, and it all came off. This was white. I'm holding wow. up a woodpecker's uh, squig, if anybody's listening. That's today. not the square you want to accidentally paint. Yeah, no, oh. and it's like, you know, yeah, I was sick when I saw that. But it came, it came off. Thank God latex paint sucks. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, but uh, I scrubbed it and it came off. But yeah, you can see a little bit on the edge here. I haven't done this side yet, but the whole thing was worse than that. The whole thing was solid white. It was solid. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a little tough. That would make yeah. you a little upset. Yeah, but you know, a table. I think that that's the only thing I'm concerned with. The top. I think I'd have to spray the top with something after to kind of mm. protect it. But um, or I'd have to use a different type paint. So I got to look into that, but it'll, it'll be, um, you know, fun to see uh, how that comes out, you know. Nice. So Yeah, yeah the, the pictures of that cabinet looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, it came out really nice. What's so it made? It's just made out of plywood with facing, yeah, or is it made yeah, out of solid yeah, wood? Yeah, no, plywood, and then it's all poplar, you know, um, frame and everything like that. It's just going to go in a fireplace for somebody. Nice. So I talked to this woman over a year ago. This whole thing started and just kind of fell to the wayside. And you that's know, how it goes. Typical, put them off. You know. Yeah. So see how that's bad how they it want it. Yeah, that's it. If they want it bad enough, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna wait. wait. So she wanted it bad enough, I guess. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Uh, what yeah. are you working on? Anything good? Um, I'm working on some stuff at the shop. I got the aluminum guitar kind of going. That's like cut out now, so now I just have to kind of finish that up. I've been doing some stuff. I built, uh, I did a little bit of woodworking, which was kind of nice. I got, I built like a card box that Angela and I are going to use at our wedding and kind of keep, which was nice to do some like actual woodworking with that wasn't just plywood screwed together, you know. So it's like all white oak that mm -hmm. I milled from rough sawn and then did mitered corners with, um, with, uh, what are they called? Um, Splines what are the hell? or something? Splines, yeah, with walnut yeah. splines. And then I use these cool, like, um, they're almost like, they look like barrels. They're these 180-degree, um, like, lean-back hinges. Oh, like hmm. the sauce hinges or something? No, they're not they're sauce like hinges. They're like, uh, they're they're jewelry box hinges, but you drill a hole, and then you stick them in, and then there's, like, a screw yeah. that you screw, and it expands them. But the problem was... Huh. They're, they must have been made in China. I got them on Amazon. So they weren't like a regular size. Uh -huh. And you need to drill like a really precise hole. And the hole has to perfectly line up with the lid. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. they don't work. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I drill a half inch hole and they just don't fit. So I'm uh -huh. like, well, what am I supposed to use? So it winds up being like 35 60 fourths or 33 60 fourths was like the size that I needed to drill. So of course, like or sixty fourth bigger than what yeah. you had, yeah. And like you want to do it with a Forstner bit because that would be oh, like the yeah, cleanest hole. Yeah. Of course, I don't have a Forstner bit that's that size. I have a regular twist drill, which as soon as it hits wood, just like yeah. runs away. It was just like I finished this whole box and it was like looked perfect. I cut the lid and like then I'm like sweating trying to drill these four freaking holes. They wound up being a little bit off, and I had to like kind of oblong the hole and like put some shims in it but in the end i that think it you know that happens it just was like super annoying and like you know i'm i'm i have like everything but what i need in that moment like what are the chances that i have like that specific size forstner bit you know and had i had bought them from like a woodcraft they probably would have been exactly half inch you know because they would have been it's funny is um the table that i just did the brass inserts 
Mm. They were like a weird size drill bit like that. And I'm like, why yeah, metric some make it some bullshit metric weird size. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's like you know, everybody's using these things. Yeah, these are supposed to be 14 millimeter. So, like, I bought them. I knew they were 14 millimeter, but I didn't, like, think about it. So, in the end of the day, I needed a 14 millimeter Forstner bit, you know, which, eh, fuck, I don't have that. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It's uh, it's a size bigger than a half inch, right? It's, like, Mm -hmm. one size up. Yeah, that's exactly what I had. I went to Home Depot. They didn't have it. I'm looking around because I know I bought a bit for it. But that's when you just program your CNC to cut you that hole, you know? There you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go near that table with the CNC. <laughs> so, like, while the paint's wet, just, like, start running the CNC. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so. <laughs> so. Anyway, what have you guys been watching? Anything good? I've been watching. Let me see. Because I have been watching. I was watching that painting kid, but let me see. Oh, and that it's sounds riveting. Just yeah, like a no. video about painting. No, I watched, uh, I'm not going to recommend him, the backyard scientist, even though I was watching him. <laughs> He's specifically okay. not recommended. Don't, don't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Where else? There's going to be more here. Because I know I watched something. I said, you know, I'm going to recommend this one. Mm-hmm. 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 Anything? I can tell. I have, mine no, is, uh. I, it's everything we just talked well, I've been listening to, I had some time, well, not really, it took me like two weeks to finish it, but I listened to Aaron Goff, who's, uh, he made the Resolute Knife, he's like the OG, like, YouTube, he's how like to make knife. He's the first guy I watched, yeah. with the yep. file jig. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and um, Jeff had a really good conversation with him, and uh, so one of the things that Jeff talked to him about, and if you've ever watched Aaron's videos, like, one of his eyes is, like, off to the side. Yes. Yeah. Um. And and Jeff asked him about it. And Jeff's like, "What's going on with the eye?" Fucking Jeff. So, but what's crazy is that. So, is like, that obviously, your thing? hmm. <laughs> Jeff, like, is that your thing? Yeah, your thing. Yeah, that's right. Are you doing that on purpose? So, what's crazy though, and what made Aaron's work so much more impressive to me is that he's essentially blind in that eye. Jesus Christ! Really? He can't see anything out We're of that eye. He said, "I." It's he was a it was a degenerative like oh, a, a wow. birth defect. He was born with wow. it that way, and it's just that's just how he was born. So he's had to deal with that his whole life. And what's so crazy is like, That'd you know, like crazy. holy shit. He says he has barely any depth perception, and he said that he is he's over his he's thirty five over his course of his life. He's learned to like look at shadows on the ground to help him understand where things are but then he talks about how he like was into like fighting he was into like i guess like boxing and like muay thai and he I says that work out <laughs> so he said in one of the fights he took a kick right to the face because he just couldn't see it coming because it came to yeah, him dude, on that side <laughs> yeah so but i mean you know obviously that doesn't like define his work he does incredible stuff and he was talking about how he's like working on a folding knife and he wants to develop his own locking system and he's working on a kitchen knife and just all all good stuff and it was a he's someone that i've been watching his videos i'm trying to find when he made his uh his video using the the hacksaw and stuff okay so his file jig video is eight years old so i've been watching aaron goff for about that long because he was one of the first people yeah Yeah. Yeah. and um to then i have one of those somewhere yeah, to then listen to such a, like, it's such a weird thing with YouTube, right? Like, I mean, even just thinking about, like, all of our different relationships with Jimmy and all the other people that we know now through, like, the maker community. Like, mm-hmm. to have Jeff, who I know well enough, talking to Aaron and asking him questions that I would want to ask him just, like, felt, like, more connected to him. So it was a really interesting uh, conversation. I recommend everybody take a listen to it. It was it was really cool. Nice. So, yeah. Aaron Goff. I'm I'm gonna recommend I don't know if he has YouTube, but I know he's on Instagram. And it's Shane's Hardwood. And this is a Sounds, guy. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's how he started the name as a joke. And he has uh-huh. like like fifteen to twenty thousand followers on Instagram. But um I came across his Instagram by uh, through another buddy of mine. And this guy is doing cutting boards, and he's doing epoxy inlays, like, 
I thought my Bruins signs were nice. Like this guy's like real deal, like painting stuff like like this. That's all epoxy. Wow, that thing looks like it's Whoa. printed on paper. Jeez. Yeah. So he's filling voids with epoxy. Oh, I gotta watch his videos. Yeah, I don't know if he has videos on YouTube. He may, but I talked to this guy. It's so funny. So we talked for about an hour. He's out in California. Great guy. He's a, um, I think he does like construction type work. He was laid up with a shoulder injury and just decided to watch YouTube. Never, <laughs> didn't even know how to spell CNC, right? And he bought himself a CNC and just started making cutting boards. And the story he told me, he made one and he sold it to this woman who ended up being a porn star. And she posted it. Did she end up being a porn star after he sold it to no, her, or was no. she a porn so star he before? he ends up making all these cutting boards for all these porn stars. Oh, my God. Which gets the attention of Howard Stern. <laughs> and I don't know if he made Howard Stern one or the, the people on Howard Stern, but he was actually invited to Howard Stern's studio and got a tour of it. Really funny guy, interesting hmm. guy. But this guy, when... He does these amazing things with the CNC, and he has no idea how to even use one. He just, like, wings it still. And uh, it's just funny to talk to him. He That's knows, funny. like, the bare minimum you need to know to get by, and uh, it's just amazing. So he's, like, inspired me to definitely up my epoxy game because he's just um, really killing it, you know. And he's like me. He'll start a board, and he'll leave it on his, his table for a month. You know, while he's working on it, um, the thing he does at the end is he surfaces the whole thing and then coats it all, so it's all you know one level and stuff like that. But wow, it, funny, funny guy. But these uh, must take just, forever. They do, they do, and that one, like, there's one on here that you'll have to find. I, I'll tell you guys after, but um, I'll tell you, he gave me some prices of what they're selling for, and you'd be shocked to hear what he's charging for these things and i'll tell you guys in the after show so oh the after show and the thousand dollar subscribers will find out yep all so, 17 yeah, people so, in the thousand so, dollar uh, so shane shane's hardwood shane's hardwood like i said he started that name as a joke so guys at work would have to call it that never realized it was going to get to be <laughs> big no but wasn't that Pachuto's thing too the drunken yeah, woodworker yeah, yeah yep Got to yep. run from that name as fast as you can. Yep. Anyway, Pinto, what have you been watching? Um, I don't know, guys. I, body I, body panel shaping? Yeah, all different stuff like that. But then I was listening to one Joe Rogan episode with this guy, Tom O'Neill, who wrote a... He's like an author, and he wrote a book on, like, the Manson, like, family and all that stuff, and, like, all mm. the stuff the CIA was doing with, like... like It's, like, weird shit. I didn't finish it. I need to keep watching it, but I started it, um... And they did these crazy things. I don't even know all about it, like MK Ultra and like all these other things where they were using LSD. These conspiracies, yeah. It kind of is, but I, I this guy, I think a lot, some of it's like proven. Like this guy seemed very, he wasn't like a whack job. Like he was a legitimate journalist who yeah. would not. He was very careful, and like Joe would start saying stuff, and the guy would be like, "Well, I don't have all the sources on that. I haven't proven that, so I don't want to say anything about that." But like. I think he was pretty legit, and and they did a lot of like weird shit with with hmm. drugs and and different things, and I I don't know I need to keep watching it to to get what's the, the full guy's story. name Tom O'Neill. Um, he wrote some book. He spent like twenty years writing this book, doing all this research. Um, but it seems huh. pretty interesting so far. Interesting. Nice. I don't know. What about you, Chris? I just got he's that the, my Aaron Goff. That's he did it. His. Oh, Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You did. Um. Yeah, I think that's uh. That's all I've been. I've been. I've been honestly. I still been really deep in the World War Two interviews. I just can't really? get enough of them. I've been listening to these like you know, um, uh, you know, guys that landed on the beach and listening to their like their just their stories they just you know go on for like 45 minutes i was listening to this guy um and they all have very different um they all have very different sort of takes on it and like this one guy who uh 
what was his name now? I'll put the link in. He was a rifleman in in World War Two, and he he he's like, oh, you know, like funny stuff happened too, and he's talking about how like you know, like he shares this story about how they blew up a German tank, and one of the tank operators was like injured, so somebody from his battalion like yelled up to the sergeant, like, hey, what do I do about this guy? And then before the sergeant could answer, you heard a gunshot, and the guy goes, never mind. And the guy's telling the story. He goes, yeah, you know, so funny things happen, too. (laughs) That's a a real... uh, I mean, the guy's a fucking warrior. I mean, the guy's a warrior. He talks about how, like, they they were planning... They were planning to, like... I guess march on a city and a, a German Luftwaffe plane like strafed them like at ground level and he was sitting next to a guy who was on a 50 caliber machine gun and the guy just like lit up the plane and took the plane down from wow. the car he was sitting in but he was sitting right next to the guy he said and everybody in the battalion just started shooting anything they had at this plane and they took the plane down wow. and like you know the guy was like 18 during this whole thing but, you know, then it, it gets very emotional because he talks about how he had friends, like, great guys. And, you know, like, you know, one guy who had gotten shot, he was away for three weeks. The day he came back, he got shot again, and that's what killed him. And, you know, it's just I can't get enough of listening to these interviews. It's like they're just – it's so insane. Yeah, it's so crazy. insane. And then thinking back at, like, how all of these guys were, like, 17. Yeah, that's And thinking awesome. about, like, the shit I was doing at 17 yeah. and 18 – yeah. Um BMXing it up. Yeah. I mean and these guys these guys were just like, you know, you just sent overseas these guys and guys like, are flying B two bombers. <laughs> yeah, and I listened to a lot of the paratrooper interviews because my but... my grandpa was a paratrooper and like talking about how like you'd miss your jump zone because you'd be getting fired upon oh and you'd land like fifty miles away from where you yeah, thought you were like, gonna land and you have bit. no maps, nothing. And then he's they, these guys would talk about how it would be a month before they'd meet up with the rest of their battalion, and they'd just be, like, wandering around France, just blowing up enemy communications as they found it. He's like, Any, anything we found, we just destroyed. And he's laughing. He's like, oh, we just we blew up a lot of communications during that time. You know, it was me and three of my buddies. You know, we spent a month in France hiding out in basements and, like, blowing up, setting mines. Wow. I'm like, what the fuck? They carried everything with yeah. them. Yeah all that yeah. shit like you know what i mean it just it's crazy it's crazy so i i i can't like anytime i'm in the shop and i can and i'm you know when i've been i've been recording a bunch of uh, youtube videos lately so i haven't been able to listen to music while i'm filming i usually have one of these on like in my headphones in the background um and it's usually they're not so much interviews it's literally just the guys telling their story so it's you don't get a lot of like an, a commentator like asking questions it's pretty much just these guys going on for an hour. So, I don't know. It's a very interesting thing to listen to if uh, you're interested in that part of uh, history. I, and what was it on? What's it called? There's a couple different channels that I've been that I've been kind of watching. Uh, there's one called Legends of World War II, um, which is just interviews with all service members. And they all... Everybody's story is, like, more insane than the next. I mean, uh-huh. it's... You know, it, it's just crazy. You know, like like guys that were in planes that were shot down guys that were captured and survived you know just just uh you know guys that stormed the beach like just crazy shit the craziest stories you know so anyway i uh i think it's something that's like important for people to listen to you know i do have one more another freaking joe rogan episode that just came out is that the north korea one yeah did you listen to that dude i listened to one part of it it's crazy. Oh I listened to the one part where she talked about the the. I forget remember the woman's name. I want to say. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find it. What her um, name was? Um, Yanmi uh, Park. Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just talking about like, just the what a fucking horror show. It's it's you couldn't even try to come up with shit that insane. Like that that that's what these people are going through. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even imagine it. If you tr- if someone said you got to think of the worst possible society anyone could ever live in, you couldn't even mm-hmm. come up with what, what these people are having to deal with. It's it's that and, bad. And that like type of hardship is something that like the human race experienced in like the dark ages yeah. and like the middle ages where like there wasn't enough food and there was no industry and people died of plague. Yeah, like, the but black that's plague what. And, and but shit. that's like 
400 years ago. The idea of that going on now while we have like iPhones Plus, and like... Plus this is forced. That was, they were just yeah. trying, they were doing the best they could. Like That was just the just human condition at that time. This is, yeah. you know, a government that's doing this to their people purposely Crazy. to keep them down and, and to keep them from revolting. They're, they're you know, in the worst part of it, and not the worst, but one of the worst parts is, is, is China is allowing this and encouraging this behavior and funding North Korea because they're using a lot of resources from North Korea. North Korea is basically the only reason why they're, they're surviving is because of China, and China is just using North Korea for mining and all sorts of different shit. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, it it's couldn't crazy. be worse. And I don't yeah. know. It, it, it's just crazy. Like, I wish there's something, you know, we can do. I, I don't know what you do. And, and she was literally Go saying it's shut the radio off. It's it's equivalent to like you know like Holocaust type stuff. There's different types of camps in North Korea. Some are work camps, some are labor camps, and some are just mm-hmm. like literally concentration camps. She was saying, and the way they punish the people, you know, if someone Horrible. tries to leave or tries to escape, they'll it'll they'll punish eight generations of that family. So if you escape, your entire family, even your neighbors, are going to get put into these camps or killed. It's just insane that this is going on, you know. Mm-hmm. In this time. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, so that's the end of this episode of The Handmade Podcast. They're really You're bright. On a happy and note. On a happy note. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jeff, for sticking to the end. He messaged me the other day. Yep. My last me episode. Too. He goes, me I'm too. here. Yep. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash handmade podcast, Derek from Alden.patreon.org, paulpinto.fordf3.com. And uh, hopefully I wind up with a forklift by the time we meet again. Maybe not. Who knows? Someday. As soon as I get the forklift, I'll just like never buy a heavy thing. It's like this freaking pump. I spent a thousand dollars on a pump and line and fittings. Hopefully it never rains again. I should be so lucky. Anyway, see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.